recently the the topics come up about uh, ketogenic diet, keto diet, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I I mean I have a, a client who uh, is going into uh, uh, the ketogenic realm. Um, as as we've talked about, we all uh, have, know somebody who's um, going through the process as well. But it's it's something that I I feel like is is out there but a lot of people really don't know about so obviously you know know going right right or 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 how to address it or or where to start um so of course cody being the nutrition guy um you know let's let's talk a little bit about that where you would start um or, or maybe just educate um the people real quick on on uh, the ketogenic diet. So ketogenic dieting is an extremely high fat diet. Now, what most people think is I'm going to go low carb and I'm going to go keto. Like that's not ketogenic dieting because I can go low carb. And if my, my protein is still an adequate amount, um, moderately high, the body can turn protein into glucose, which becomes glycogen for fuel and pulls us out of ketosis essentially. So your protein actually has to be really low as well, which is what where people, most people fail. And they go, oh, I'm just going to go low carb. Then they end up just going low calorie because they're low carb. They perform like shit. Their hormones go to shit. And then yeah. they're not using anything for better performance, right? So um, I have somebody on – for this is a good example. I have somebody on a ketogenic diet right now, and he's eating 2,000 calories a day, and he's eating 150 grams of fat. That's a lot of fucking fat. Yeah. His carbs are between 25 to 60 grams tops, and his protein is at – I want to say we have it at 125 grams right now, 115 to 125. Mind you, he's 200 pounds. So that's pretty low protein compared to what we've done in the past, right? So, But that's how it has to be because what happens is when we have that much uh, calories coming from fat, um, ketones are – Ketones are, when we look at carbohydrates, glucose is what carbohydrates turn into for our body, right? Well, fat can produce ketones for our body to use as fuel when there's no presence of ketones. So it's kind of like a survival mechanism, right? So our body will be like, okay, shit, I have no glucose. I don't have much protein to turn into glucose, but I have a little bit of protein. What do I do with that protein? I have to use it for recovering from muscles, right? Because we all know we don't need tons of protein like we used to think or bodybuilders used to think. So it uses the protein it has for what it needs, which is muscle recovery, and then it uses uh ketones from the fat that we're eating as fuel now this doesn't happen overnight you can't go okay i'm just gonna flip my macros and i'm gonna go into ketosis it actually takes a good usually at the minimum a week but usually some people all the way up to a full three to four weeks to get into full ketosis so when you first implement ketosis you got to think about a, a couple of things one is it right for your lifestyle um, I know for me right now, if I if I decided to really go full blown key, key uh, into a ketogenic diet, I would probably get shredded because it's something new. Um, I would use more fat for fuel. It would probably work pretty well. Um, the first few weeks getting into it, I would feel like absolute dog shit, and most people do. And uh, some people have really bad. I'm sorry for the graphic mix, but diarrhea and just uh, leaky gut and stuff yeah. because their body's not used to it. Yeah. Um, digestion is the issue, so you really got to be on top of like. The little bit of carbs you're getting have to be coming from good sources because you have to have fiber and you have to have nutrients that are going to help you flush. You got to have a lot of water. Um, it's kind of like the whole intermittent fasting, but to an extreme. Like at the beginning, when you're really trying to get used to it, you just feel like shit. You have low energy. Your body hasn't fully utilized the ketones for energy, hasn't fully learned how to convert that fat into ketones so you can use it and get into ketosis. Yeah. So it takes some time to really get used to. 
But then you got to think about this too. Like I know for me, there's no way I would be successful with it because I couldn't adhere to it. Um, it's just really hard. Think of like, you, you can't really drink. If you drink, you have to have strictly pretty much vodka because it's so low in carbohydrates. It's pretty much just ethanol. Um, and it's pure alcohol, right? So if you had whiskey or rum, there's sugar in it as well. Vodka, there's really not. Vodka is just ethanol, which is what the calories from alcohol come from. Ethanol is actually broken down in the body, similar to fat. And that's why it kind of puts fat mobilization on hold because it focuses on that. Um, that's why it's not the best thing to do when you're trying to lose that's a lot of fat. That's why you get leaky gut when you drink a lot. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're in ketosis, you can have a little vodka here and there and you'll be fine. Um, but if you have mixers and all those different things, you have beer, you're fucked. Um, you can't really go out and have a lot of foods. Like if you go out to restaurants, you pretty much have to stick to veggies and like steaks or fatty meats. Um, you got to eat a lot of like pork, bacon, butter, um, some oil you can't see. Some people will try to get into ketosis and they'll use so much oils and that's how they get really bad leaky gut. Um, so you got to incorporate avocado and salmon and fish oil right, and, right. and different things like that. Um, but you got to make sure it's a good lifestyle choice for you because so uh, still going the whole foods. Absolutely. As well. 100%. Yeah. Because even like with, if you look at, uh, most, uh, processed foods, you really can't because right. even like the ones that are high in fat, they usually come with a lot of processed yeah. carbs as well, yeah. which is going to take you out of ketosis immediately. Now, once you've been doing successfully, uh, doing ketosis for two, three plus months, you can implement refeed days where you do take a day to add a bunch of carbs in and just do like a glycogen replenishment for performance, your body will kick back into ketosis pretty quickly. Uh, once you, the next day you go back to normal, but you got to be full blown ketosis to get there. Right. So it takes some time. It's, it's really difficult now just to finish up on like what ketosis is and for everybody out there who's not familiar with it. When you look at uh, like a pie chart of your macros, like where your percentages are, you want to be about 70 to 80% fat. Um, the original ketosis diet that they were doing in hospitals and shit was like 90%. Shit. Um, obviously those people weren't training as much, Yeah. so it was easier to manage, but, um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta be having a lot, a lot of fat and it's more than people think. Right. Um, so it's, it's kind of beyond a high fat diet at that point, right? It's extremely low carb, extremely high fat and moderately low protein. Then you can get into ketosis and it just takes some time. So, um, now Another thing I would suggest when you're trying to get into it, like what I had my guy do is, is that first initial few weeks of getting into ketosis. What we did is we ramped up the high intensity intervals. We ramped up, we weren't doing a lot of like lower rep training. We we're doing high rep because the faster I can deplete his body of carbs, the faster right. we can get into ketosis. Right. So right. we might as well burn off that shit. And then once we get out, we can start implementing low rep training again. So that's kind of like what it is in, 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 in a nutshell. Cool. So training wise, high rep, deplete especially when you're starting out mm -hmm. uh deplete the body of the carbs after that it doesn't matter because uh, actually people like there's a lot of strength athletes that do it now yeah and they feel fine um as far as dieting goes uh super high fat. yeah super high fat um try to get it from whole foods not a whole lot of oils and stuff like that um and then anything else that that you want to add as a key point to that i think uh i mean the big thing is is like just trying to, I think the whole point I want to like draw to everybody is, is realize why you're doing it. If you just strictly want fat loss, I, I don't recommend it unless you do not drink. Um, you're not socially active and you really are just solely focused on fat loss. Or if you have a show in 
a month or two and you're like strictly like stuck in this plateau, people will implement it at the very tail end to like kick them into ketosis and suffer, not suffer. I shouldn't say that, but like sacrifice a couple months to get into it. Yeah. I say suffer cause I would hate it to be honest yeah. with you. I just, yeah. I'm not a fan. And, and if you're trying to build muscle, it's probably not your best bet. Um, but at the same time, there are some people that it works well with. Like the guy I have, um, he doesn't drink a whole lot, but when he does, he, he's fine with having, you know, some vodka and he'll have a few drinks and, he can feel good and, and it doesn't take him out of ketosis. Right. He he kind of fell to, towards fatty foods anyway. Um, and the reason main reason is because he had a huge weight loss. So if you were somebody who lost 60, 80, 100 pounds, you most likely have insulin issues. Uh, you probably don't tolerate carbs very well because of that. So this might be a great diet for you. And that's kind of where he fell. It's like, okay, we've made this huge weight loss. Now we're kind of at this plateau. It's like, how do we really bust through and get to the body you really want? At that point, we got to look at it and go, okay, well, we know you don't tolerate carbs, so let's try to use a different fuel source and see if that helps kick us through, and it's working. Yeah, he I looks mean, great. Yeah, man. and you know exactly yeah, what I'm talking about, and, yeah. and he's been he's been losing. And so, in the first couple of weeks, were rough, man, trying to get him into it. We yeah. were trying to dial yeah. things in, um, and, and once we got him to that point, and that's the thing, it's a very, very specific diet. Because even though we ate a lot of fat, there was still probably proteins and carbs. Oh, yeah, 100%, you know especially I mean? proteins, yeah. right? And, uh, and that was a hard part. So, for him, it was like he eats five times a day, so I'm like, okay – Normally, we recommend for you one to two handfuls of protein each meal, and that's great for most people. But in, in a key, ketogenic sense, I'm like, you're going to do one handful of protein in three of the meals. The So the first meal, your middle meal, and your last meal. And then your two, uh, your second meal and fourth meal, I want that to be strictly fat. So you're snacking on nuts. You're going to have um, some hummus with peppers or almond butter or whatever your snack is, and that's like that's your meal, right? Whole eggs in the morning with some bacon um, and butter, like – and it's not like to most people, they're like, what? Like, you can diet on that? And <laughs> you can, but he was like all for it. But once you really start trying to shoot and hit that much fat with yeah. that little, it's it's more difficult than you yeah, can. Yeah, for sure. So um, I would recommend it for anybody who has had huge weight loss transformations and they have insulin sensitivity issues or they have troubles digesting, absorbing, and breaking down carbohydrates. And, and let's be honest too. Like the reason we even got on this is because we, you know, we've got clients with, with diseases. We won't name the diseases because we don't want to put it out there. Like, okay, yeah. well, if you had this disease, this is the diet for you. These people, uh, you know, they outsourced, you know, what they should do, uh, experts on the disease. And, uh, those experts said that they should be doing a, a ketogenic diet. So, yeah. Um, and that's like the, that's the next type of client I was going to say is I would recommend it to is, there's certain people, um, they're doing a lot of different studies now that are showing it. Like, so one that we know for sure is uh, a lot of different types of cancer. Like, they're having people in uh, that are going through chemo convert to a, a ketogenic diet, and it's showing fantastic results to get them through their cancer. Um, and the reason being is they found out that cancer actually cancer cells actually bind to glucose and use glucose as fuel, mm -hmm. just like our brain and just like our muscles yep. do, right? Carbohydrates are the best fuel source, but cancer can't fuel, be fueled and thrive off of ketones. So when we eat a lot of carbs and we have a lot of stored body fat, all these things, um, the cancer will bind to carbs and they, it'll grow from that point. Obviously, if cancer grows, that's not a good thing. So if we eliminate all carbohydrates and go into a ketogenic diet, the cancer kind of dies off because it can't bind to those cells. Um, whether or not you need to stay in a, if you're a cancer patient, if you need to stay in a ketogenic diet for the rest of your life, so you don't have any issues going forward. I don't know. I can't be one to say that right. I'm not a doctor, but they're coming out with a lot of studies and, and I'm a part of a multiple, um, memberships online with like research reviews where these guys are breaking down 
high level studies that would go way over my head and explaining in, in a little bit more layman terms so I can grasp it. And it, dude, it's, it's profound. Like what is happening and how many people are getting through it because yeah, of it. That's super interesting. It's crazy. Um, another one is MS. Um, I haven't ha- heard as much on, as I have on cancer with this one, but I've been hearing a lot about uh, multiple sclerosis, sclerosis. I knew I was going to put yeah, you Yeah, you should have just left it at MS. MS I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a roll with being smart, man. I want to keep going. Um, but I've heard good things. The same thing. Like uh, a lot of diseases tend to bind to glucose, you know, and it's, it's the same. And, and it makes sense because if we look at uh, the purpose and the role and we look, so like as an evolutionary standpoint, uh, protein and fat is a, uh, a central nutrient. So we can't survive without it carbohydrates are considered a non-essential nutrient. We thrive on them because we can perform better. We can build muscle. We can think harder because our brain uses it as fuel. Um, but we don't need it to survive, right? Our body can go without. Now, if we completely eliminated fats out of our diet, it's only a matter of time before we die. Yep. Straight up. It's like water. So it makes sense why all these diseases and all these different, uh, treatments and all these things are, are growing and infesting more with carbohydrates rather than without. And a lot of people are getting their carbs from processed shit. Yeah, that doesn't help so, whatsoever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that I would definitely recommend to anybody who, um, and it's hard, man. Like I have a family member with MS, and and it's it's difficult to. And I actually have a couple uh, friends that, um, and we went to um, college with a professor that had it too. And it's and it's hard to say. For someone in my shoes who does have certificates in nutrition and, and I know a lot and I study a ton and I'm confident in this, to go to somebody who actually is suffering from that disease and say, hey, I think you should do this. It'll help like bring you out of it and save you because I'm not a doctor. That's you out know? of your scope. Yeah. It is. And, and But unfortunately, and this is what's happening in my – and this actually really hits home because it's someone I, I truly love and care about a lot and she's been in my life since I was a baby um, – the doctors provide painkillers yeah. to get them through. Right. They provide medicine that will reduce inflammation. Okay, it'll reduce inflammation so she's not in pain right now, but you're not doing like, anything to get her out of pain. Exactly. Yeah. You're not removing you're the inflammation. It, yeah. yeah. You're not taking away the source that's creating the inflammation. Yeah. And until you do that, it's not going to help. Yeah. Now, I can't say for sure if ketogenic dieting would like cure MS like that, but there's a really strong chance. And they actually did like, there's this one lady who she's probably one of the most wealthy doctors now. And she even has a, her own school where she certifies people in her own type of dieting. Right. Um, and it's a, an elimination style diet where they eliminate like the main causes of inflammation, um, which by the way, are none of them are fat. They're all different carbohydrate sorts. Um, um, dairy, which is a carbohydrate source, if you think about it, because lactose is the sugar of dairy. So that's a carb, um, gluten, different, uh, grains, uh, beans, all these different things. They're eliminating them and they're seeing these people, uh, like get through MS tremendously. Now, I don't know if she's raising their fats to get them in a ketogenic diet, but they're eating foods that don't have to do with all these processed carbs and all these carbs in general. Right. So it's, 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 it's crazy, man. And, and that's how like powerful nutrition really is. And I think the other one you were you were referring to is uh, Lyme disease. Lyme disease. So yeah. I guess there's stuff coming out on that as well. Yeah. So, um, and there's probably even more. You know what I mean? We're just starting to hit. The, and the thing is too about studies is like you can't do a study has to be at least eight weeks. And even if it's eight weeks, that's really not enough to tell us much, especially on a disease front. So let's say it's at least twelve to 16, 24 weeks. It takes ten times that in length 
to publish a study or to even get it fully reviewed, right? So there's going to be studies coming out in the future that are just mind-blowing, man, that right. are like showing so much more with this stuff. Um, so it's definitely worth a try. I think I think it's huge if if you need that or if you're extremely insulin sensitive and you have tried everything. I do think it's important to have a coach when you're doing this because not only if, if you have all the info of how to do this, accountability accountability like is huge else. man it's yeah. hard like yeah. like cutting carbs is one thing but going on a ketogenic diet is difficult so accountability is is huge with that so right. i mean i think that that cool. pretty much breaks it down if you love the mind versus muscle podcast want more free content and you want to support the movement share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review to get your questions answered on the next episode see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle